0: This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and specialty produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. So, what's on our plate today? Papaya. Papaya is a well-loved, widely acclaimed tropical fruit belonging to the small plant family, caracaceae, sometimes just called the papaya family. It is botanically named carica papaya and is in the same genus as the related species mountain papaya from the Andes in South America. Papaya is also nicknamed pawpaw, especially in Australia and parts of the West Indies. However, it is not to be confused with the very different, mainly wild, small North American tree that is also called pawpaw. Papaya fruit is classified as a berry with thin, smooth, leathery skin, and the firm, juicy pulp surrounds an open cavity that houses many small, shiny black seeds, similar to the texture and composition of a melon. Depending on the variety, the seed cavity may be smaller and less deeply indented, which allows for easier seed removal. Papayas may be oval to round or cylindrical to pear shaped, ranging from 10 to 50 centimeters long, 5 to 20 centimeters thick, and weighing anywhere from half a pound to 20 pounds. However, the average papaya you find at the market will be about 6 to 12 inches long and weigh about 1 or 2 pounds. Papaya fruits are green when unripe and mature to a yellow, golden, or red-orange color. The aromatic flesh may be creamy yellow to salmon pink to orange-red at maturity. Papayas offer a sweet flavor, though nuances will vary between varieties, as some are more or less acidic and tangy and may boast notes of peaches, cantaloupe, or berries. Papayas are generally categorized as either Mexican, which tend to be larger and have a milder flavor, or Hawaiian, which are smaller and much sweeter. The variety most often associated with the label Mexican papaya is called the Maradol papaya, which makes up the majority of Mexican papaya production though they are actually just one of many varieties predominantly grown in Mexico. The papaya plant is commonly considered a tree, though it's really more of a large herb grown from seed. Their development is rapid, as they will bear their first fruits in just 6 to 12 months. Individual fruits then mature in 5 to 9 months, depending on cultivar and temperature. The plant can grow up to 10 feet tall in the first year, and will reach up to 30 feet tall at its max. Under good conditions, a papaya plant will live about five years or more. Speaking of conditions, papayas are a tropical species that prefer hot, tropical lowlands. They cannot tolerate freezing temperatures and are very sensitive to frost. Therefore, they are pretty limited to the regions within 32 degrees north and south of the equator. The plants need plenty of rainfall but are also sensitive to damage by flooding and high winds. Papaya fruit may be harvested green for use as a vegetable, as we'll dig into a little later on, or harvested ripe when the skin develops its full yellow to orange color. In general, papaya is picked when yellow color covers about one-fifth to one-third of the surface. Though the more color that develops while the fruit is on the tree, the more sugar content develops in the flesh. So then when's the perfect time to pick your papaya? Studies in Hawaii have shown that papaya flavor is at its peak when the skin is about 80% colored. For the local market in winter, papayas may be allowed to mature longer on the tree before picking. But in summer and for shipment, papayas will be harvested at the first signs of yellow color. Fruits are typically hand-harvested to avoid scratching the skin, and once picked, the fruit will continue to fully ripen at room temperature. But that sweet and tasty papaya we know and love today can actually be pretty tricky to produce. One big variable of papaya plants that proves to be important for production is that the plants come in one of three flowering types, male, female, or bisexual. Some plants may produce more than one type of flower and exhibit different degrees of male or femaleness. These variations in the flowering type may be triggered by temperature, soil moisture, changes in the amount of daylight, etc. Female flowers produce thin-walled, medium-to-large, round fruits with large seed cavities. In South Africa, round or oval papayas like this are preferred. However, the greatest demand and the preferred fruit of almost all commercial growers comes from plants with bisexual flowers. These plants produce large yields of good quality, small-to-medium elongated fruits with smaller seed cavities. Their thick walls and firm flesh also withstand handling and shipping quite well another plus for commercial producers. Papaya plants may be self-pollinating if they have bisexual flowers. Otherwise, they can be cross-pollinated by wind or insects like bees and butterflies. However, inadequately pollinated papaya plants will bear a light crop lacking uniformity. Therefore, hand-pollination is most often used for commercial plantations that are not entirely made up of bisexual flowering plants. Research is currently being conducted to better understand the papaya plant and the mutation that causes some to change flowering type, because it is unpredictable which seeds will grow into the desired plants. So, farmers will often plant a bunch of seeds, wait for them to grow, and then chop down the one-third or so of plants that aren't the favored variety. According to some research into the plant's history, the favorable, bisexual flowering plants first arose as a result of human selection— most likely by the ancient Maya of Central America about 4,000 years ago. The hope of current research and studies over sex chromosome evolution in the papaya plant is that it will one day lead to the development of a papaya that produces only bisexual flowering offspring that farmers will know for sure can produce favorable fruit. Perhaps one reason why papaya fruits, in general, are so favorable and sought after is because they are known as one of the world's most nutrient-dense fruits. Even the seeds have health benefits to offer. Papayas are known to contain elements that support the liver, cardiovascular, and digestive systems, as well as offer anti-inflammatory benefits. Papayas have a rich content of vitamin C, vitamin A, all of the B-complex vitamins, beta-carotene, iron, calcium, folate, potassium, fiber, and more. They have high amounts of omega-6 fatty acids and a moderate amount of omega-3 fatty acids. Plus, papaya contains a beneficial enzyme called papain, which is said to help with digestion. Papaya is largely used for the fresh market, with small amounts used for juices and other processed foods. Though the fruit is most commonly enjoyed fresh on its own and is a popular breakfast fruit in many countries, papaya can also be diced and added to salads, pureed for drinks and smoothies, juiced for dressings and sauces, baked, boiled, made into jellies and jams, dried or candied, and much, much more. They are often served cut in half and stuffed with other tropical fruits, ice cream, or yogurt. Papaya pairs well with citrus and other fruits such as banana, coconut. Kiwi, mango, passion fruit, and pineapple, and spices like ginger, vanilla, cinnamon, black pepper, and chili powder. Papaya complements meats and seafood dishes like shrimp and prosciutto, and also pairs well with cashews, macadamia nuts, and strong cheeses. And thanks to that enzyme papain, which is also a natural tenderizer, pureed or juiced papaya is used to tenderize meats, though only for short marinade times, as proteins tend to break down and develop a grainy texture. Try spreading mashed papaya over your meat of choice and refrigerate about two hours before cooking. Papaya leaves may also be wrapped around meat to serve as a tenderizer overnight. Often discarded in favor of the sweet flesh, the crunchy and peppery seeds are edible and can be used as a mildly spicy condiment, like in India, where they are used similarly or in addition to whole black pepper. However, seeds aren't recommended for consuming in big quantities. Young papaya leaves are even cooked and eaten as a green vegetable, such as in the East Indies, where they are treated like spinach. Mature leaves, however, are bitter and must be boiled with a change of water to remove some of the bitterness. In Indonesia, the flowers are sometimes candied, and in Africa, the young stems are cooked and served like a vegetable. Even the unripe green papaya can be cooked like squash, often boiled and served as a vegetable or added to stews and soups. Green papaya is frequently used in Thai and Vietnamese cooking in particular. However, it is important to note that unripe papaya should not be consumed raw because of its latex content. Consuming unripe papayas is especially unsafe for women who are pregnant, as it can provoke early labor or even miscarriage. Also important to note, those of you who have a latex allergy should take caution even handling papayas, as it may irritate the skin and cause an allergic reaction. For especially sensitive individuals, contact with any part of the papaya plant, and eating ripe papaya or even meat tenderized with papain from papaya might spark a reaction. If your papaya fruit is still green, it will ripen at room temperature and will keep for about 3-5 to days. Refrigerating will slow the ripening process, so it is advised to only store papaya in the refrigerator when ripe, and use within a day or two for best flavor. Papaya, of course, can be peeled and frozen in chunks for longer storage and future use. So I mentioned earlier that the Mayans were hand-selecting papaya plants as far back as 4,000 years ago. But what's the rest of the history? Papaya dates back to prehistoric times and is native to tropical South and Central America. Although its exact origin is hard to pinpoint, the papaya may have developed as a fusion of two or more species of the genus Carica, native to Mexico and Central America. When first encountered by Europeans, papaya was naturally nicknamed tree melon. Portuguese and Spanish explorers fell in love with the fruit and introduced it to other settlements in the East and West Indies, where its local Caribbean name, Ababai, A-B-A-B-A-I, later became papaya. Spanish explorers also carried seeds to the Philippines in the mid-16th century, and the papaya traveled from there to India and later from India to Europe said to be introduced through Naples in 1626. By the mid-17th century, papaya was distributed throughout tropical regions of both hemispheres around the globe. Papaya was introduced to Hawaii in the 1800s, and today it is the only state in the U.S. that produces papaya on a commercial scale. Despite the great variability in papayas, there were few prominent, selected, and named cultivars before the introduction of a small, orange-yellow, extremely sweet, golden-orange-fleshed papaya into Hawaii from Barbados in 1911. It was named Solo in 1919, and by 1936, it was the only commercial papaya on the islands, and has since been used to hybridize new varieties. A small industry developed in Florida, likely introduced from the Bahamas, in the first part of the 20th century, but declined rapidly with the introduction of natural enemies, a.k.a. viral diseases, that today threaten papayas elsewhere. In fact, that same virus that destroyed plants in Florida, known as papaya ring spot, has recently rocked the Hawaiian papaya industry. The papaya ring spot virus nearly wiped out papaya crops around the world, first hitting Hawaiian plantations in the 1940s, with production dropping a whopping 50% between 1993 and 2006. However, Hawaiian biotechnologists, circa the early 2000s, were able to breed a variety called the rainbow papaya that could resist the killer virus and overcome the disease. It was the first commercially successful genetically engineered fruit crop for human consumption, and it essentially saved the Hawaiian papaya industry. Today, there are numerous varieties of papaya being cultivated throughout the tropical world and into the warmest parts of the subtropics. Active breeding programs in a number of countries have produced cultivars that match local preferences for fruit size, shape, flesh color, flavor, and other characteristics. Successful commercial production today is primarily in Hawaii, Mexico, tropical Africa, the Philippines, India, and Australia, with smaller-scale production in parts of South Africa and Latin America. It all goes to help remind us that there's a long history, valuable lessons, and, of course, some fun facts behind much of the produce we eat. Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. As always, you can find more information, recipe ideas, and local market shares on the Specialty Produce app. Tune in next time for more food fables. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time.